In this podcast, we talk about how to overcome your fear of public speaking. So Michelle and I get to do it all of the time now, but we share our tips and tricks on how to overcome those initial nerves that you may have. We also talk about techniques for remembering the presentation and just different ways of, of you know, applying your story and your craft. That wasn't a very good introduction, so I'm going to stop the record. No, I'll keep going. You know, sometimes you make mistakes when you're presenting. Who cares? You know, just tell your audience that you made a mistake and move on. So, hope you enjoy this podcast. There's a there's some uh, pearls of wisdom in there that can help you with your next presentation or speech. Cheers. Why did it count backwards? I know that we're now recording. What? <laughs> Hello, Captain. Oh, what do I? <laughs> Come fly with me. Let's fly. Let's fly. <laughs> what are we going to talk about? I don't know. So, leadership, life, and everything else. Yeah. And we're live from the Gold Coast. <laughs> we're recording from the Gold Coast. Okay, we're recording from there. Hey, Michelle, how are you doing? Good, how are you? Yeah, guys? very good. I got to watch one of your keynotes yesterday. Ah, oh, thank you. It was amazing. Yeah, it was you, great. Yeah, you had, them, you had them right from the start. It was brilliant. <laughs> And so it got us thinking about what topic we could do a podcast on, and we came up with... Uh, yeah, the fear of public speaking. Yeah. And I, I had yesterday, people were coming up to me and asking me, how could I do it and not be nervous, not be anxious, mm. not shake and things. Yeah. And so, yeah, it got us thinking. Yep. I, yeah, I get that all the time. Oh, I couldn't do what you do. You know? mm. But what they don't realise is that I started out with a morbid fear of public speaking. That's right. Mm. You did. Yeah. Anyway, so we were going to talk about... Our techniques for overcoming fear, how we, what we do, and all of that sort of stuff. And yeah, and what's actually happening when yeah. you have that fear of, of public speaking, mm. standing up in front of a crowd. That's it. All right. So, after watching you yesterday, look so poised and uh, and elegant and in control on stage. Um, tell me your secret. What do you do? Oh, so because they're my stories, I um, I actually am in the story when I'm telling it. Mm -hmm. So. I don't have to memorize anything because I see it as a movie and yeah, I'm just telling the movie as I see it where, I, where I am. So it's, it's like the audience become my friends yeah. and it's just a conversation. So the analogy I use rather than being in the spotlight, which that would make me nervous mm. that if I had to stand up and perform um, and I thought that everybody was looking at me and judging me, um, scoring me, that would make me anxious. That yep. would make me nervous. However, I have more of the thought that I am a lighthouse and not saying I'm a beacon, but I'm telling my story and it's landing on the audience and they're then creating the story in their own mind. So they're becoming part of that story. So they're not actually judging me because they're hearing the story and then that story becomes a movie in their mind. I like it. So you're not in the spotlight, they're in the spotlight. That's so it, you're yeah. you're sending the story out there, which is the light. Yes. Um, and then they get to choose how they see that light. Yeah. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, that's right. I like and that. so yeah, they're no longer seeing me. They're putting themselves in that story. Yeah. And I'm just the the one that's projecting that story, telling yeah. that story. Well, it really resonates because people aren't really thinking about you on stage. They're thinking about themselves through your 
story. Most people think that when you're up there that you're being judged and you're in the spotlight and all that sort of stuff, but it's the opposite. People are, are listening to you and putting your information into their own story, into their own life, into their own perspective. Yes. So I like that analogy. You're the lighthouse at the front and the spotlight is the story and then they get to choose how they see that light. Yeah. And, mm. I look, I understand there's – actually, we were discussing it uh, a little while ago mm. and you were saying about the the chemicals that are released you know it's that there's the same sensations the same chemicals are released in the brain the same uh, physical responses are triggered whether it's anxiety or excitement yeah so they're very similar so when you're feeling fear and your body produces adrenocorticotropic hormone and yeah i was saying part. that yesterday and, and stumbling over it <laughs> but not, so were the audience which i know made it word. a joke adrenocorticotropic hormone yes. yeah so but the same sort of chemicals come into your body when you're feeling fear as you do when you're feeling excitement um it's it's maybe in different levels etc I, I don't know the exact science behind it but for, for many, many years, I've been saying to people that those feelings that you're feeling, they're the exact same chemicals that you get when you're feeling excited. So just label it as, as excitement mm. rather than labeling it as fear and then let your body move towards it rather than moving away from it. So instead of a fight or flight response, you move towards it because you're excited to do it. Yeah, well, the adrenocorticotropic hormone. Well done, you did. <laughs> oh, I did. <laughs> so adrenoadrenaline, yep. cortico, cortisol. Yeah. And what, what it is, so adrenaline you know we get excited yeah. and what adrenaline its job is in the body is to agitate the body mm. and focus the mind yeah get you get you moving away from danger quickly that's it yeah. so so you're you're laser focused on getting away from danger mm-hmm. and and your your limbs are ready they're they're you know f- uh, f- fight or flight yeah the blood going to your periphery that's it so you know when there, if you're in line and you have to say your name and then something about yourself, if you're at the beginning of the line, one of the first, it's kind of easy because there's no expectation. But the further along the line, <laughs> you're not actually, your that's right, you're not listening to what the other people are saying because you're trying to remember what's my name, what's my name. You know your name. Yeah. You know what you do. Yeah. But as it's the anxiety is building and if you think about the adrenaline, your 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 body is armed and it's been armed for so much longer and so it's almost this I can't I, I've got to keep concentrating I've got to keep concentrating yeah. so uh, can we do a little sideways what, yeah. what do you call it a little segue off to the side I went to a workshop recently where I was a participant rather than the the facilitator and at the end we do a big circle and we share our insights what we got out of it and all that sort of stuff and me many many years ago would have been doing exactly that whilst everyone else is giving their feedback and what they got out of the workshop I'd be thinking about what am I going to say am, am I going to sound intelligent and am I going to look poised and I'd spend the whole time if I wasn't going to be the first if I was the last person thinking about what I was going to say and not listening to the other participants but I found it really interesting this was only a couple of weekends ago I was sitting there in the circle and as people were telling their stories and what they got out of the workshop I was really present with them and I I was doing this intentionally because I could feel that old me coming out and trying to say hey you got to prepare for what you're going to say you're up soon you're up soon but I was able to just sit there and listen to each person's story and reflect on what they're getting out of it. And I also learned from their takeaways. So I'm now taking more out of the whole workshop because I'm listening to their stories and I was really present with them and feeling and hearing what they're saying. And when it came to my turn, because I haven't, haven't really spent so much time building it up inside myself, what came out of me was exactly what I would have wanted to have said because I was just present with the thoughts and the feelings and the emotions in the time. So 
Yeah, yeah. Delaying the start of the line to you. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) It started with me. No, it didn't start with me. But I got to listen. I got to listen and pay attention to everyone else and being present in that moment. Mm. So I love when you're on stage and you're telling your stories because I I look around the audience and I see see them really going on that journey with you and and you can see that their eyes aren't 100% focused all of the time on you. They're actually in their head thinking about their own lives and what your lessons can give them. And so people aren't really focusing on the speaker. They're focusing on themselves and yeah. themselves within the speaker's story. Yeah, and when I see the eyes glaze over, I initially thought, oh, my goodness, I'm boring them to tears and they're just, like, thinking about what they've got to do next week or their <laughs> shopping list. But the feedback that I receive after the talk mm. is people say, I relate to that because mm. this happened to me or this. And so I've realised that, okay, there may be some who are thinking about their shopping list, but... Yeah. <laughs> Mostly, and I like to think that that they are putting themselves in that story, in yeah. that situation, relating. Yeah. And, and that's, a, that's a good thing to think about when you're going into your presentations, when you're going into your, your speeches or whatever it is you're doing, that people aren't going to be really looking and thinking about you. They're looking and thinking about themselves through you, which is a, a great mindset to go into. I, I So I love your lighthouse analogy. I, I, I see it. Um, I guess it's probably the same thing, but the way I describe it is when I'm on stage or in a classroom, it's it's not me, it's not about me, right? So I'm there and I'm the conduit of the information. Yes. So I focus on the information, the information coming through me and out to the audience. And what I'm thinking about the whole time is how do I make this relatable to the audience? And I, I focus on the information. So I'm just there to be the the channel the conduit through which the information passes whether it be learning or my story or whatever it is and so that my job is to get the information into a format that the audience can resonate with take in learn their lessons they've got the context that's required Mm. and that's all i'm focusing on and it's it's interesting having done it for a while now i can actually over 30 years (laughs) (laughs) i'm old um but it's i i sit there and i've got this and this happened because of COVID. I did a lot of meditation through COVID. I'm talking. I can hear myself talking. I'm observing myself talking. I'm also at the same time thinking about what I'm going to say in a couple of sentences time. But I'm also then thinking about what does the audience need? And so I've, what context that they need to understand the messaging or whatever it is. And I've found that that over time has become a really lovely experience to be so uh outside of as well yeah i don't know if yeah maybe in tune but i'm just out of my ego Mm. i'm not it's not about me i'm not even there i'm just observing the information that i'm sharing the lessons that you know so if i've read a great book and i'm passing on that knowledge or if i've listened to a fantastic um, speech somewhere else and i want to share that story or if i'm sharing my story i'm really just focusing on the information so the information is just flowing through me and I'm trying to put it into a, into a way that the audience understands, and that has freaked me up. Like I, I you know, I've been doing this for a long time. I don't feel fear anymore. I feel nothing but pure excitement. Yeah. Um, but that's that's why I do it. So I, I'm going to maybe start using your lighthouse analogy. That you know, you're the lighthouse. You're just sending the information out there. You're shining the information onto the audience, and then the audience gets to take that in. And everyone's lives are different, so they're all going to be taking it in in different ways. Yeah. Well, I I, I still get. Um, nervous and those excited. Days, well, excited. That's right. I do get excited, but I, I now and I have a 
a bit of a routine, which I know other people do. Mm-hmm. Um, a friend of ours, she she has one particular song that she uses to hype herself. Yep. I have basically Pitbull. <laughs> Any Pitbull, Pitbull songs, yes. I just, yep. Yeah. Kind of dance which around. Which Pitbull song? Oh, all of them. All I just have the playlist okay. going whilst I'm getting ready. Yeah. And it reminds me of when I was younger getting ready for B&S balls <laughs> in the country. <laughs> and we'd have, you know, music playing and you'd get hyped and you'd be – then we'd have to get in the car and drive for, you know, an hour and a half up to four hours to – the BNS ball. Playing music the whole way. Playing music yeah. the whole way. But you and you're were exhausted by the time you get yeah, there four hours well, later. But it was, it was, yeah, because there were a group of us, always a car load or a ute load going up. And it yeah. was, it was fun. And you were yeah. just so pumped and psyched by mm. the time you got there. And that was yesterday getting ready. You know, I had my people playlist happening and I was getting dressed and yeah. jumping around and then. Um, doing sound checks and, and, and jumping around and, and hyping up the other people in the room as well because then that energy, as soon as the, the delegates come in, they can feel the energy and it's excitement rather than that, oh, getting comfortable and maybe going to sleep. <laughs> mm, yeah. So you were talking about Heidi there, weren't you? I was. Yes. Yeah, so one of our friends, Heidi, she's a fabulous keynote speaker. And so she, in her in the green room when she's getting ready to go up on stage, she's dancing around and she's very energetic. And um, we, were, we were talking to her. She's got a technique that um, that we, we teach is that uh, before you get to the front of the stage, start talking. So you don't talk when you get to the front of the stage. You start talking as you're going onto the stage. We call it. We're now calling it a doing a hardy, don't we? That's <laughs> <laughs> doing a hardy. So that's the that's the technique. So yeah, you start talking before you get there, and so it feels like you're just having a conversation as you're walking up onto stage. A lot of people, what they do is they walk out to the center of the stage or wherever they're going to be doing their presentation at work. And they're silent and the audience is silent and then it's building up that tension and then they stand there and they're looking at the audience. Whereas Heidi, and I didn't know I did this for years, you just start talking. As soon as you're standing up, you start talking, hey, 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 everyone, how you doing? And, and then it's, it's a conversation rather than a, a point at time where you're starting a presentation. Yes. Mm. Yeah. Do you have any other techniques or confidence boosting stuff? I, I, I've, I like using, um, and, you know, we've spoken about Amy Cuddy before on the podcast. She did a fantastic TED talk on body language and how oh, body yeah. language relates the to the power and pose and all that sort Tony of stuff. Robbins Tony does Robbins does it as well. Yeah. Yes. So I, I always use my body language to make myself feel confident. And so I, I never sit down looking at my notes. So I'm always walking around, standing up. In fact, I try and stand off to the side when people are introducing me and, you know, just be as tall as I can be so that when, when I get on stage, I'm already feeling confident. Do you do yeah. something like that? Yeah. Um, my mum is a kinesiologist, trained kinesiologist, and she always uh, – well, she she told me about a technique where you have your two, fing- two forefingers yep. um, and you put it – at your hairline, basically, for those that have hairlines that are at the back of the head. Um, do it just, <laughs> at the base of your skull. Yes. <laughs> what if um, you've got no hair whatsoever? Basically for... What if you're four... a Ken? <laughs> 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 if he listens to this, I think I'm in trouble. <laughs> so basically four fingers up from your eyebrows. Yeah. Um, you, yeah, two fingers yeah. on that point and then your thumb on the absolute apex of your skull. Yeah. And if you hold that for 10 seconds... Whether it's real or not, this is in kinesiology. This is, and it, it channels you. And so it, it's mm. almost like a grounding. So yep. your scattered thinking ceases. Okay. And again, it's a technique. There are, there are 
different techniques. Mm. I've, but got, I've got another technique similar to that. It's, yes. not, it's not putting your fingers on your head, but you take a big deep breath mm. and you ask yourself. So this is when you just want to get centered. You just want to get the internal chatter out. You take a big deep breath and you ask, ask yourself this question. I wonder what thought my brain is going to um, bring forward next. And because you've asked that question and you're now wondering what the next thought is, no, th- no, no, thought, no thought comes in because what you're doing is you're sitting there waiting for the thought and then no thought comes in and it just removes the chatter. It's, a, it's a, something I only learned in the last couple of years. I, I saw it, somebody say it online once and I thought, oh, I'll give that a go. I tried it and I just took a big deep breath and I centered myself and said, all right, what thought is going to come into my brain next? That's it, a good technique. It just didn't. It, I, my brain just went silent. Yes. It's it almost like I'm expecting something Yes. and it doesn't come in. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. I like that. Yeah. What else can we talk about with regards to overcoming fear of public speaking? Because Jerry, Jerry Seinfeld's got that famous joke. Have we told that one on the, on the Possibly. podcast? Possibly. We yeah. can say it again. Right. It's quite Nothing appropriate like now. Nothing like repetition. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. So he, he had this famous joke about, um, you know, public speaking is the number one fear of human beings. Number two is death. Dying. <laughs> <laughs> so he said that means that if you're at a funeral, you'd prefer to be in the coffin than giving the eulogy. That's it. Yeah. So well, a segue on what you just said yeah. is that um, when you one way to um, diminish the anxiety mm. is to practice. So even when when I was flying, yeah. you would armchair practice. You mm. could visualize. You were going through the motions of what you needed to say, what you needed to consider your hands where they were which fli- uh, switches they were flicking etc okay. which heading mental preparation mental preparation mm. so if you do the same and you practice that doesn't mean practice to death word by word yeah. you you could write it long form if that's your style and then bring it back to point form yeah. but if you can for me i put it in my in a movie in my head yeah. so i see the visual of it and that way, I don't need to remember the words necessarily, unless it's a specific fact mm-hmm. that I'm I'm trying to convey or get across. Like adrenocorticotropic hormone. That's right, and I keep going adrenocorticotropico. Ah, okay. <laughs> or tropical. Yeah, that's because you're a bartender and you're thinking about some cocktail. Well, that you I'm made thinking years convergence ago. zone. Convergence so you know, zone. on okay. the equator yeah. there. But um, so that's how I remember. <laughs> but. Yeah, so, so I'm going to wait for you to say adrenocorticoconvergence so. <laughs> in the future. This is going to be fun. <laughs> but that's so yeah, the preparation. Yeah, do do the some work. The mental preparation. Yeah, just on that because a lot of people uh, I've trained over the years, what they do is they write out word for word their speech, but then they leave it like that and they read it a thousand times. That's a big mistake because if you write out your speech word for word and you keep reading it over and over and over again, you're telling your brain that this is exactly how it has to happen word for word in that order. Mm. And that's very dangerous because you're putting undue pressure on yourself. Yes. Remembering something word for word takes um, months of rehearsals to be able to do that. So actors do this. Actors recite their lines again and again and again over a long period of time so that they're saying those exact words. Good actors know how to change and adjust, etc. But what you're best off doing, if you are going to write it out word for word, do that, read it a few times, but then distill it down into the key points because when you're speaking from points, you're going to flow. 
Yes. Yeah, you just you're more relaxed. It's it's like yesterday when you're in your story. I was just watching you. I was watching the audience. They were captivated because you weren't thinking about the exact words that you needed to say. You were just seeing the story in your head, mm. and that got you into flow. And I was watching all of these people just with their eyes wide open, their mouths slightly open, listening to your story. And I, I just it just kept on reminding me of what we've already spoken about on this podcast: is that storytelling is the most powerful way to share information with other people. Because when you were, you when you were in the story and you were in your zone, the audience was in their zone and everyone was captivated. I, I just I loved watching that. And so too many people write out word for word what they want to say and forget about then turning it into just a bullet point list of stories that they're going to say. Yeah, mm. I think also recording it. So when you we practice just on your phone, mm. voice record with your points. Yeah, and. I, I don't like the, the sound of my own voice, but you get to hear maybe not that or I waffled here yeah. or that. What message am I actually trying to convey that doesn't, you know, it's really hard for someone to find it in amongst whatever I've just said. Yeah. So it's, yeah, it's a great technique to to hear yourself and to, to really tighten it up uh, to, yeah, maybe hone the craft of what message or maybe you can see that you're not actually delivering a message it's just a story so. yeah how do you remember your presentations do you have any techniques i do i have actually i was just thinking of that so and i know you do the same mm. we have our slides mm. have images they're just so pictures they're There's just pictures. hardly any words that's yeah. right so attaching so again the movie i'm i am very visual um especially with my art training i I, a, a picture is, you know, tells a thousand yeah. words. And that's if I see the image, then I know the story. You know the story, yeah. I love, I love your images, you know, all of the, all the pictures from up in the, up in the plane and looking out through the cockpit and stuff. Yeah. I love those. I, I use a, I use the slides as well. So I've got a lot of pictures, you know, just images, photos. But I also do a similar thing, um, using a memory technique. So let's say I have to remember, nine small stories in a presentation. I did this recently. Um, I did a 10-minute uh, kind of, not a, not so much a keynote, but a, a speech, a story. And I'd sp split it up into little chunks. And it was very much like a detective story where you had to pin clues to a board and then link them with string. And I, It I, was fun. I it wanted to fun. muck around yeah. with it. You saw it, yeah. And um, so each story I had a little picture for. And then I attached that picture to a part of my body. Uh, um, there's other techniques you can use. Yeah. So, for example, let's let's say you're talking about um, your very first kiss or something like that. You might put a, a big uh, set of red lips on the top of your head and just imagine that there's a big set of red lips on top of your head. So you think, all right, I'm talking about my first kiss. And then in, in that particular story, I spoke about that I was in a circus, right? And so I put some juggling balls on my eyebrows and then I might have, next spoken about how I was a unicyclist. So I'd balance a unicycle on my nose. And so now when I'm doing the, the presentation and I want to tell those stories, I just look on the top of my head, inside my own mind, oh, there's a pair of lips. Oh, I'm going to talk about my first kiss. Yes. And then, you know, on my eyebrows, oh, there's some juggling balls. I'm going to talk about juggling. And then, oh, my nose, look, there's a unicycle. I'm going to talk about when I was a unicyclist. So you can actually attach things to your body, start from the top, go down to your feet. And you, you could you could do a presentation, I do this all the time, but a presentation for five, five hours mm. and just go 
from your head to your eyebrows to your eyes to your nose to your ears to your mouth to your shoulders to your chest to your waist and you can just put random things there and just see it see the lips on your head see the unisol hanging off your nose or whatever it is I think the more ridiculous as well oh, yeah, yeah. and it's not logical, yeah. that it's easier to remember. And that's it, because I'm, yes. I'm silly all the time. <laughs> yeah, so if you, if you want to remember a presentation, don't write it down. Don't just whack pictures on your body. and Or you could do something in your house. So there's an old technique called the, the Roman room method or the loci method where, you know, just go into your lounge room, pick five things in your, in your lounge room and stick five random things in those locations. So if you've got a couch, put the pair of lips on the couch. If you've got a, a television whack a, a, some juggling balls on top of the television. So you could do the same thing in your house. Unicycle in the fishbowl. That's it, yeah. yeah. Or see your fish riding the unicycle. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, there's there's uh, a technique that a lot of a lot of professional speakers use. They use a visual technique to remember. That's a great one. Mm. I like that. Well, before we wrap up this podcast, um, any other tips you can give speakers from your perspective? Uh, water. Water, so, lots yes, of water. lots of water, mm. brain juice. Brain juice, yeah, I agree. So this that story that I was just telling you about where I, had to, I broke it up into little things, because it was the first time I've done it, I was really excited and the same chemicals come into your body when you're excited to when you're nervous and I found my mouth going dry for the first time in about 10 years while I was speaking. That's I actually good. Enjoy, I enjoyed that. <laughs> I enjoyed it. My body's going, hey, this is new. Yeah, let's make this, let's make this fun. So I was, I was very excited doing it, but yeah, water, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. and I, ju- I feel it just, yeah, it's a lubricant for your brain. <laughs> yeah. If if you speak a lot, I've also found that cold water is not a good idea. Mm. Uh, I was When I first started training many years ago, I started to lose my voice on, say, day three or day four of training every day in a row and so what i now what i started to do is drink um just either warm water yes uh with lemon if you want to give it some flavor or just weak cups of tea if it, if it was coffee i'd be jittery i drink a lot of coffee but that'd be too much so yeah just warm water because it um cold water constricts your vocal cords yes okay mm. oh, that's yeah. a good tip yeah. I, I maybe should have used that yesterday because after i did the keynote i then did a workshop Yep. And so, yeah, I, I was talking a lot, but, mm. uh, yeah. So maybe some warm water or a cup of tea. Mm. Yeah. Maybe I need to bring the tea to you next time. Oh, there we go. Yeah, yes. cool. <laughs> All right, so in summary, yeah, you're a lighthouse. I'm a lighthouse. Yeah, I'm a conduit of information. <laughs> <laughs> And hopefully any of these will any of these tips might make you feel more comfortable. Yeah. Um, the leaders that we're talking to more comfortable about getting up and giving a presentation yeah. or, you know, that calming the nerves, changing your perspective from anxiety to excitement. Yeah, absolutely. Because it's 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 a gift to be able to be up on stage or in front of a group of people and share information. Well, it would be um uh, Bad luck if you're, the information that you have, you weren't able to gift to yeah. your audience. So, mm-hmm. yeah, everybody has a story in them. Everybody has information and yeah. something that somebody wants to hear. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, just don't feel that you're on the spot, but you're helping other people by yeah, telling your story. Exactly. Now, Bollinger, uh, we're, we're still waiting. <laughs> we're still waiting. Um, we do enjoy uh, your your bubbles, but... Where's the phone call? Where's the email? Uh, Bose, we spoke about you recently. Bose, come on, get in touch. <laughs> At the moment, I think we're being sponsored by coffee. <laughs> yes, I'd say we are. Um, more dogs. Or we sponsor coffee. Yes. More dogs. We think the world would be a better place with more dogs. So, Absolutely. Uh, I'm wearing we, the we T-shirt We now. have merchandise if you're interested. You go to our website at... Captainandtheclown.com.au Where you can buy T-shirts and caps. I think it's and- .com. 
Is it Captain .com? Cl- yeah, it's .com. It no, yeah, we didn't do the .au. We're <laughs> no, global. We're global, that's Michelle. CaptainTheClown.com. Uh, yeah. Well, great to see you again, and thank you for letting me watch your keynote yesterday. That was enthralling. You're welcome. Yeah. Thanks for coming. Okay. Have a great week. Bye. Cheers. <laughs> well, that was fun. That was fun. <laughs> the, You're such a clown. The clown. Captain. <laughs> Lady Captain. <There> <laughs> and who's going to listen to this? Maybe our mums. Thanks, mum. Thanks, mum.